This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, May 10th, 2015. Jesus questions, love who? Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. Still. Still. And mine's still Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to delve a little deeper into your word and take a look at questions that you ask us. Help us, O oh God, with um, putting this all together so that we might respond possibly in a different way than when we came in regarding these questions. We thank you and praise you this day and all days. In Jesus' name, everybody gathered said, amen. Okay, so in the second half of the Bible, the New Testament, there are four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that talk about Jesus, his life, what he did, who he hung out with, what he said. Now, as we read through those books and we consider the teachings of Jesus, we find that he often used questions as a means of helping those who are around then were listening to him, helping them go deeper, helping them uh, look more closely at themselves, helping them better understand uh, the life that Jesus was offering them. So, some of those questions, a few of those questions, will be what we focus on today and for the next three weeks. Well, this morning, our question is series of questions. So here we are. It's Luke chapter 6, verses 32 to 34. If you love those who love you, Jesus says, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect payment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. Mm. And so what we have, we have here is a series of questions, and they're all basically focused on the idea of what's the big deal of loving someone who is easy to love? Someone who, who loves you, someone who's a good person, someone who is, is going to pay you back when you lend them something. Anybody can do that, Jesus says. You know, it's like business as usual. It doesn't take any kind of a stretch. It's just, you know, getting uh, repaid in kind, so to speak. So we, we just shared Luke 6, uh, verses 32 to 34. But let's go backwards a little bit to verse 27. Jesus gives us the basis for this morning's question. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. <laughs> Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. And to this statement, our response would be, love who? <laughs> Say it with me. Love, love who? Because you know that's what you're thinking when you read, love your enemies. <coughs> yeah, so, so Jesus, you're telling me to do good to those people who hate me? Jesus, you're telling me to bless the people who curse me? And finally, I'm supposed to pray for those who mistreat me? Are you kidding me, Jesus? Are you serious? Are you crazy? 
Well, no, he's not kidding. Yes, he is serious, and absolutely, by the world standards, he is crazy. Well, it gets even better than that. As we keep on going with this Luke chapter 6, even more challenging, because Jesus explains in detail what he's talking about here. If someone slaps you on one cheek, then turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Okay, so what we have to ask ourselves here is, has Jesus totally lost his mind? You know, what's he expect of me here? If I do what he says, I'm going to get beaten up, taken advantage of, and badly used and abused. Is that what this Jesus thing is all about? To allow myself to be so vulnerable that I'm going to be a doormat for the world to walk on. Jesus is not saying that he wants you to be a doormat. Jesus is not advocating that you allow yourself to be abused by those around you. Jesus is not saying that there will be no justice in the world, that chaos and lawlessness will raise, reign. That is not what he's saying. What he is advocating is a new perspective, a new perspective on the world, and we call that a biblical world view. You see, in the old, old, old days, if someone hurt you, you would not only get even, but also even more as a means of revenge. It was about revenge. And this idea of justice back in the old, old days had to uh, equal the crime. You've heard, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Yeah. Well, that's how it worked back then. But Jesus came on into this world and changed everything, turned everything upside down. Jesus is saying, no longer is it eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. We are to go further than that to show our love to those around us. We are not, we are to give love rather than to take revenge. Say that with me. We are to give love rather than take revenge. And we show that love as we turn the other cheek, as we give them the shirt off our back, as we go the extra mile. Is that difficult to do? Absolutely. Is it natural for us to do those kind of things? Not at all. Not at all. Um, is it possible for us to do those things? Absolutely. With Jesus' help. With Jesus' help. Loving those who are difficult to love often doesn't happen instantaneously. It's kind of a process. And God will guide us through that process. If we listen, if we listen to those whispers, if we listen and watch for the direction that God would give us. And so it's important to listen and act on God's whispers in our lives. And it's not easy. It's a little bit scary, a lot scary, in fact, especially at first. And we will absolutely fail at this if Jesus is not a part of the equation. Well, the next verse just about sums it all up for us. Say it with me. Do to others 
as you would have them do to you. Ever heard of that one? The golden rule? I know my mom taught me that, and we probably have shared that with our kids. The golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. Give them a break in the way that you would want to have a break. Give grace the way you have been giving grace. Love others with agape. That means unconditional love. A love that knows no bounds. A love that the Apostle Paul, who wrote the second half of the Bible, much of the second half of the Bible, Paul describes this kind of love this way. Mm. Often called the love chapter from 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Say the rest with me, please. It, it always, always protects, protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. All right, so you probably think, well, that's a wedding verse. How many you have know, heard this? We, yeah, How many heard have heard this? it at a wedding? You've heard it, absolutely. <laughs> and it's a great verse. It's a great grouping of scriptures to use at a wedding. But it is so much more than a wedding verse. It is a life verse. It is these, uh, this set of scriptures is something that we should live by. It's putting others first. He, Jesus doesn't say, or Paul doesn't say in this, you know, love your spouse. It's love people. It's, you know, it's just not for weddings. It reminds us that we need to get out of the way and be patient and kind and not envy and not boast, even when it's hard, to not fall into that. And it's a, a great scripture to use to qualify exactly what Jesus is saying with this Jesus question or set of questions in Luke chapter 6. You know, what's the big deal to show uh, this kind of love to somebody who's easy to love, who loves you back? What's the big deal to do good to those who are doing good for you? What's the big deal to lend somebody something when you know you're going to get repaid? You know you're going to get it back. The challenge with all of this love stuff is to share love when it's hard. To share love even when you feel like somebody hates you or somebody curses you or someone mistreats you, someone who you might consider an enemy, who's done horrendous, horrible things in your li life that's changed your life. This is hard. You know, if we think about this logically, this would seem impossible. Absolutely impossible. And it usually is when we try to do this without Jesus. Just heard the whistle. I'm going to pray, okay? God, uh, we lift up this uh, particular situation to you. 
we know that you're way out ahead. We pray that there's no injury, no uh, person that or persons who are hurt, no loss of property. We thank you for the responders, God, for getting out of the way and actually loving like we're talking about here in this Corinthians, uh, a love that knows no bounds. Thank you that we, our church lives here on Green Street and uh, is able to lift this situation up every time we hear the whistle stopping and praying. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So just to recap, everything is impossible if we do this without Jesus. And again, Jesus uh, is not saying we allow ourselves to be physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually abused. Bottom line is that we are called to not allow our behavior, our actions, our words to be determined, to be controlled by the behavior, actions, and words of those around us. We are called to a higher standard. We are called to act in a manner that is a reflection of God's kingdom. We're called to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And we have an opportunity to do this all the time. All right, here's, here's an example, like when we're driving and someone cuts us off or gives us an inappropriate gesture or yells something at us. Anybody, anybody ever had that happen? You know, any of these things I'm saying? All right, hope you're not the ones doing it, but this is, you know, we've all experienced this. So do we respond the same way, you know, road rage kind of stuff or saying mean things or hopefully not that other gesture stuff or do we exude a loving spirit recently when somebody butts in front of me or whatever in the car i just like pray for them i don't close my eyes while i'm driving but i'm like <laughs> i'm praying for you buddy <laughs> or how about another example Let's say that someone is rude to you. Anybody had that? Yeah? Anybody like mistreated you with their words or dishonored you? Well, we have two choices. We can like go right back at them. Oh, that feels good. Or we can take a deep breath and not disgrace them and dishonor them in front of people. And instead, possibly pull them aside, talk to them later. We're not saying excuse behavior. We're not saying that at all because people still need to be held accountable. But when people come at us, and we all have it, we all have it, we need to step out and take the high road. So when I'm in that situation and somebody's kind of like saying some things that I'm thinking, oh, I think I'm gonna like blow out. And so I'm like, Philippians 4.12, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is trustworthy, whatever is admirable, think about these things. And I just like click there, and I click that side off until the little situation is over, and I don't like come out. And, and if I have come out, it's because I'm not focusing my eyes on Jesus at the time, and that's happened to you, and I apologize ahead of time if that hap has happened to any of you, because that's not how I want to behave. I want to be a reflection of Jesus Christ. Our question is, how are we going to respond 
when we are hurt in any way or somebody messes with us? Am I going to allow my behavior or their behavior, their actions, their words to determine mine? Am I going to be controlled by their behavior, their actions, or their words? It's my choice. And see, the thing is, Jesus is calling us to love the other person in situations like Carrie dis discussed this then, but even in situations that are far more serious, far more devastating than road rage and uh, public uh, displays of rudeness. It's hard to believe it's been eight and a half years, um, but back in late 2006, something happened in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, that, well, it shocked the world. A gunman opened fire on an Amish one-room schoolhouse, and he killed five innocent children that day. Maybe some of you recall that. What was even more shocking than that part of the, of, of the story was the response of the Amish community. As CBS News reported, as they struggle with the slaying of five of their children in a one-room schoolhouse, the Amish in the Lancaster County Village are turning, here we go, turning the other cheek, urging forgiveness of the killer and quietly accepting what comes their way. The hurt is very great, said an expert on children in Amish society, but, but they don't balance the hurt with hate. They don't balance the hurt with hate. We remember wow. hearing this story and just filled with horror mm. about the situation, but also filled with awe and well, how. There's one more piece of the story, just a little piece, but just because oh, this yeah. is like really unbelievable. The, the very night of the shooting, an Amish neighbor stopped at the home of the shooter to offer forgiveness for his family. I don't know about you, that would be pretty tough. I, you know, I hope I could step up to the plate. Uh, I but that's exactly what Jesus is talking about this morning. The way the Amish community is precisely how... Uh, an example of this particular passage, challenging as it may be. So let's come a little bit closer to home. We recently heard a story of a young man right here in this community who was involved in uh, a traffic accident. He caused the traffic accident in which a woman was killed. This young man was found guilty and was facing up to five years in prison. The woman's husband, who was a believer, did not want to see two lives ruined because of the accident. And so he spoke to the judge, and this young man received no prison sentence. There were consequences, but being in jail was not one of those. This awesome person is a part of our Connection Community family, 
a faithful follower of Jesus. His testimony will be up on the screen one of these days, and he has been the recipient of this kind of love that we're talking about this morning. What an incredible story of faith. And so to be able to love as Jesus calls us to love, it's not an easy thing. These two stories we just shared, uh, uh, well, I, I, I still marvel, I still am in awe of how someone can do that. How people are able to love and forgive in such tragic situations. You know, we really don't know how they're able to do it other than huge prayer and, and huge faith in Jesus Christ. So in the end, it boils down to this. Am I going to allow someone else's behavior, actions, and words to determine mine? Or am I going to allow that image of God that we were all born with to shine through my behavior, my actions, and my words? We have to ask that question to ourselves. And we're given opportunities to share God's love and reflect who Jesus is. We are God's representatives of love in this world. Here's a sobering reality. We don't show God the love that God deserves. We mistreat God in our behavior. We ignore God. We too often slap God in the face, so to speak. God does not turn away. God loves and loves and loves. He does not give us what we deserve. Instead, he sacrifices one and only son to pay the price for our sin, to pay the price for our mistreatment, to pay the price for all that we do that is contrary to what we should be doing. God treats us not as we treat God, but as we would hope God would treat us. Mm. And so what we shared earlier, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect payment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to repay, be repaid in full. Okay, but here's the rest of the story. But love your enemies and do good to them and lend them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. And you will be children of the Most High. Say the rest with me, please. Because, because he, he is kind, kind to, to the ungrateful and, and wicked. wicked. Be, be merciful, merciful just, just as, as your, your father, father is merciful. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Do unto others as you would want to have them do to you. The golden rule, Jesus' rule. God loves you oh so much, unconditionally. There's nothing we can do to turn that, God, turn that love away. There is nothing you can do cause God to not love you. That's the depth of the love. And so we are called to love as well. 
Is it, is it hard? Absolutely. Difficult? Oh, yeah. Impossible? No. Because nothing is impossible with God. That's the good news. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God. Wow, these questions are pretty tough. Are you really serious? Yes, we know you are. You demonstrated that by taking that journey to the cross. You were an innocent man, and you took it all for us. And God, you give us a uh, hope and a future. You call us to the higher road to, to be your representative in the world. Help us go viral with that, God. Help us also uh, lean into you this week as we ponder this Jesus question in Luke chapter 6 and give us the strength and courage to make a difference and to respond differently. We pray this in your name. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus in the life.